And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here uh, with a guest, special guest, my brother-in-law, Ben, from a little place called Murray Ridge. And this is episode 208 of the World of Mythbits. So, happy Australia Day, Ben. Yeah, happy Australia Day. This yeah. is uh, pre-recording on the 26th of January. Happy Australia Day, all you Aussies out there. I know um, the uh, world of myth has a few Aussie uh, authors now, uh, a few Aussie writers and, uh, and uh, illustrators, poets, which is great to see, the, uh, the Aussie uprising. So, we're celebrating Australia Day. Um, barbecue, mate. You've got a... We had a uh, barbecue burger last night, didn't we? Yeah, no, that was it good. It was delicious. And then, uh, I don't know, if you've got some lamb to, uh, <laughs> to whack on the barbie tonight? Yeah, no, no lamb this time. No, uh, we've, we've got lamb. My uh, lovely wife uh, has managed to get some lamb rump steaks, I think, which should be very, very nice. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about lamb or rump steaks or barbecues, uh, or Australia Day for that matter. We are here with the uh, part two of, uh, of our board game chat. And in my mind, you are the king of board games. Uh, I, just, I just own the most board games and all the people you know, that's all. Yeah, you, you, like, you, you are a collector. <laughs> yeah. And uh, unlike the uh, James Patterson collector, you collect board games. That's right, yeah. I love my, love my collection. Yes, yeah. Um, so before we get too far into that, I just wanted to just do some quick, ah, if it'll let me, housekeeping. So we have from our fearless leader, our new chief executive officer, Looper. What have I got here? Um, so yes, the MythMart website, don't forget to check that out. Uh, there's all sorts of new stuff out there, uh, including Book of the Month. And I believe it's free delivery for Book of the Month. And also the January edition of the World of Myth magazine has been out a couple of days now. Um, great job, David K. Montoya uh, on coding that one. Make sure that you jump on, make sure that you check out all of the amazing poetry, amazing stories, uh, and incredible artwork. Once again, brilliant cover. I cannot wait to review to find out um, who has actually done this, uh, this very cool looking, uh, looking cover for, uh, for the magazine. And I uh, jumped on uh, last night with my brother-in-law. Uh, checked out a few things. It's great to see that people are already on there, already reading and voting for stories. Um, so yeah, encourage, encourage your favourite authors, encourage your favourite illustrators. Uh, in, um, yeah, make make sure that uh, you're supporting the creators. Uh, and I've always, uh, I've already heard from um, a couple of great writers that I know that they've got pieces lined up for February as well. So uh, looking forward to seeing that with the next 
magazine. So, uh, and also thrilled to, uh, to hear and discover that um, World of Myth has its very first comic book review as well. So I'm looking forward to checking that out in, uh, in next episode where I will be reviewing the magazine. So now, on to the main theme, on to board games. And you seem to be the, uh, the master. I do have a lot of board games. What, what number was it again? Uh, like 991 or something, in, like not including um, expansions. Yeah, it's close, like, close to 100 now. Some, yeah, something, yeah, something ridiculous like that. Um, it's nowhere near as many as a lot of the um, um, other collectors I've seen um, who are YouTubers and do reviews. Yes, um, yeah. And you can see their collections behind them um, and my draw drops every time. It's like wall to ceiling. Yeah. Are you thinking, oh, yeah, I haven't or, seen that one before. Oh, I, I want that one. Yeah, I'll, actually, that's how I've um, come across a couple of my games. I'll, I'll pause the video and um, zoom in on a game that looks pretty good. Yes. That just captures my attention. And then I'll, I'll look it up and check and out the reviews. may not even be the one they're reviewing at the time. No, no, no. it's not, yeah. Yeah, that's it's very just, cool. It's just one I just managed to um, see in the, in the background. Um, and then I jump onto um, sit down and, yeah, shutupandsitdown.com and um, see if they've got a review or... They did a great review of Innis. Yes. A fantastic yeah. review of Innis. Yeah, yeah. Though that's a game that uh, my uh, brother, my youngest brother, actually ended up getting for me for Christmas that we're all still trying to get our heads around. Um, but it, it seems simple enough, but then there's little aspects of it where you go, well, I think it's this, and I go, well, I think it's this. So we're... Yeah, um, there are some subtle nuances in indeed. the gameplay. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. But no, looking forward to, uh, to sinking our teeth into that one again. Uh, and I believe the last time that we reviewed, like chatted about board games, we were on our holiday at Wallaroo, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, David came on Toya, hopefully this one, this audio is coming through a bit louder and a bit clearer. Uh, all the feedback from, um, from that one was, uh, was a little bit of a challenge for, uh, for him to edit. But... Um, we were, was it Spirit Island? Yep. We were setting up to play and looking forward to um, playing after this podcast, after the recording, a board game with you and your lovely wife. Yep. Which I should be cool. Hopefully she'll be up for a, for a board game. And, yeah. Uh, um, Maria's Choice, I Maria, believe. Maria's Choice. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Almost like to be pandemic probably. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but she'll often surprise me. That's it. Yeah. She often surprises the both of us. <laughs> um. So, what are some of the newest games? Oh no, wait, no, before that, I just was wanting to know, so you've got games which we love to play, yep. but then there are also games that you love to play with the kids, like one of those that sort of springs to mind is Mar- Marble? Potion Explosion. Potion Explosion, that's the one. Yes, yeah, Potion Explosion's a family favourite. Yes. Um, four different coloured marbles in a... Um, uh, a cardboard track, a cardboard track, uh, like a, a cardboard tank connected to little tracks. Um, and they just you pour all the marbles in, and it and they all sort of run down these these tracks. It's um, all all random. You yeah, got to make random. them clink together, yeah. and um, and uh, each player um, every turn you get a you, 
you can choose one marble out of the track to, to sort of collect and uh, then the marbles obviously run down the track um, to fill the space where the marble was. Yes. Um, and if those marbles click together, if they're the same colour, you get to take those as well. And that's called an explosion. Yes. Um, and if you if you plan it right, you can get multiple you explosions. Can get multiple explosions, like a little chain reaction going, and then you've got a handful of marbles to put in your potions. Yeah. And when you complete a potion, then you, uh, you know, score points, and you can flip the potion over. Um, ready to use its uh, its magical ability to give you more bonuses or advantages later on in the game. So what sort of age group would you think that would work with? Uh, uh, six and up, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Uh, the box might say something different, but I've, I've played with Tilly um, for the last couple of years. Yes, uh, the uh, international poet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, Matilda. Um, yeah, started playing when she was about six, I think. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, all right. Yeah. They're probably a bit young for Livy, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've tried playing with Livy. Um, and she sort of loses concentration. She, she'll, yeah. Uh, she's only four. Yes. Um, and she'll she'll do what she's told. Like, we'll tell her to pick this marble or that marble. And, yep. Um, but keeping, keeping the marbles in the little cardboard potions. Yes. Without... You know, she wants to just play with them. Yeah, like of course. Toy. Yeah. Um, so. So you've got your eldest is ten, eleven, eleven now. 11 now. Yep. What sort of games? She likes Dungeon Lords. Okay. Yes. That's yeah, that's, that's Dungeon the, Lords a fun game. I reckon I've played that once with you. You've had it a while. Yeah. But we're. Um, I reckon there was one night. You, me, and Nen. I reckon gave that one a go. Maybe even Nicholas, my oldest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. That was fun. That's I reckon a great game. need to play that again. Yeah. And Hero Quest. I find I finally played Hero Quest. They've reprinted that recently. Have they? Yep. Yep. Uh, with all of the expansions in a big box. I I just remember like my original games of Dungeons and Dragons, and you were using the goblins. Oh, from, still, still from Hero Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're great little miniatures, for sure. Throughout my years, I've managed to um, somehow accumulate three copies of the game. Um, the first copy is completely trashed. Yes. So I've just put all of the miniatures and all the little chests and, and bits and pieces into my D&D box. So, the like, the chests as well from your dungeons, like, that you've created? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, some well, of those chests. Well, were, from that, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. I had no idea. That's very cool. And then, so it's the goblins and the skeletons? Because I know you've got a yeah, lot of goblins, skeletons. skeletons and orcs, chaos warriors. Yeah, okay. Um, the gargoyle and the lich king. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, they're all and, from... And the heroes, of course. As oh, well. yes. Uh, yep. The dwarf, the elf, the wizard and the barbarian. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Some of them have been painted. Yes. Yep. Do, you, um, do you paint your own no, miniatures? No, no. I, I don't have the time... Um, but you know people that do. I know people that do. Um, and my latest batch was a bunch of orcs painted by um, John Stanton, a friend of mine. Um, and he, he paints Warhammer um, as well as all miniatures from other games that he's got. Yeah, um, okay. He, he added a small detail to these orcs um, for a specific campaign 
that I am not at liberty to discuss with you no. at the moment because you haven't got that far in the campaign. It's all very hush-hush. <laughs> yeah, secret uh, squirrel. But yeah, so I've, I've had basically some custom miniatures painted for, for that, that particular scenario. Awesome. Dungeons and Dragons. So that means we need to have a tabletop. Well, that's the intention. I mean, when we, whenever we want to play D&D, the intention is always tabletop. Of course. But our lives um, don't accommodate... Our lives get in the way. Yeah, our lives, yeah. Get, our lives get in the way of what we really want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I had more time to play D&D and write stories, yeah. I know exactly what I'd be doing. What was it Dad said? Um, life is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. That's John Lennon. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. No, you're... Oh, my, you're... my dad, the ever-faithful plagiarist. Yeah, yeah. Your, your dad is a very wise man. Um, who knows about a lot of other very wise men uh, there you go and women too I'm sure yes so what so a potion explosion is a really good one for kids yes um, in your collection what else I can see I'm looking over at the shelf that's literally full to overflowing yeah. um, Galaxy Truckers is that a good one for kids Gal- Galaxy Truckers is a good one for older kids uh, as well as um, Dungeon Lords um, yes you know 10 and up yep uh, Robo Rally is a good one. Robo Rally. I don't like Robo Rally. My my robots keep flying off the board. <laughs> I'm not the uh, the greatest programmer or strategist. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy Robo Rally. You I, do. You are very good. I, I seem to be pretty good at it. Um, you just seem you have the head for what goes where, when, and why. Yeah, planning ahead. Yeah, um, and also you seem to have that ability of reading your opponents. As well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I'm. I'm terrible at poker. Yeah. Well, um, yes. But um, the and when it comes to social deduction games, I'm also quite terrible. Although um, you're not bad at Cluedo. Uh, my wife beats me every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah my she, daughter. She my daughter. Me, my daughter beats me every time. Yeah. Yeah. My wife reads me better than I read anybody else. Like, yeah. Um, Sheriff of Nottingham is a perfect example of that. Yes, yes, <laughs> Sheriff of Nottingham's a great game. Oh, yes. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. I haven't actually got a copy of that. No, but no. Uh, lucky for you, your niece does. Yes, yes. And it's the expansion set that has the extra player and the uh, the extra contraband and the different things that we can try and sneak into market mm-hmm. past the Sheriff. Yep. Now, that's a uh, very much a favourite. And that's a good one for, I'd probably say, 10 and up as well. Um. Moving away from kids' games, tell me about Unfathomable. Oh, Unfathomable is one of those um, rare gems. Um, it's a um, bit of a social deduction element to it, with a with a betrayal uh, betrayal aspect where the um, the players in the very beginning are working together to try to survive. Uh, the trip on a ship um, trying to get to Boston. It's an old steamer cruise it's old steamer liner, cruise, isn't it? Old cruise ship. Yep. Um, set in the 1950s, 40s, 50s. Yep. Um, and halfway through the voyage, um, it is learned that um, some members of the crew are slowly turning into these fish-like creatures called deep ones. Mm. Um, Fishmen. And other deep ones are coming up from the ocean, attacking the ship. And then there's um, mega, like, big 
Mama and Big Dada. Uh, yep, Father Dagon and Mother Hydra. Yes. Um, are, the, are the big ones that will come up occasionally to deposit, either deposit more deep ones onto the deck or just smash the ship outright. Now, um, are they elder gods in their own right or are they like creatures that serve the purpose of well, elder gods? Dagon, I think Dagon is... Not necessarily one of the elder gods, from what I understand. Um, they're certainly part of the Cthulhu mythos. Yes. Um, Mother Hydra, I think, might be unique to the game. I've never, I've never heard okay. of um, Mother Hydra. Yep. Um, in the H.P. Lovecraft. Because um, the the Hydra the relates to Greek mythology. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. it? Even this creature doesn't look anything like a Hydra. It's no, just a, true. It's just like a, it's a giant. A, it's a name. Giant female fish creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's that's a great game where um, everybody's given a, a a card which they secretly look at, and one of those cards will tell you that you're. Um, working for the deep ones. Yes, and betray, you're right. Like, you have to sabotage the the efforts of the rest of the group. You're one of the enemy, but yeah. you don't find out until is it second round? Yeah, yeah. So generally, first round, um, everyone's on the same team, and then the second round, everyone gets their cards. Yes, and then somebody is now, or possibly somebody may or may not be a traitor, and then when the ship gets halfway to its destination, then the next lot of cards are given out. Ah. And that's when that's when you know for sure that someone's definitely in because there's only say for a four player game, yep. there are eight cards. Okay. And one of those is a betrayer card. Okay. And so you might so not you, get it the first yeah, round. You, yeah, there might not be a betrayer in the first lot of cards. When we played it that one time, you, me and your dad, you got the betrayer card in the first round? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yep. That so, was funny. The and then your, your dad had to leave, like, halfway through. And then it was me playing the two characters. And I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we sunk. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember it's, the end I of think, that game, I think we ended up one. losing too many passengers. I reckon too many passengers got, uh, yeah. uh, got sacrificed to the, uh, the Elder God. And unfortunately, that means game over. It does. I think there is a way that you can play it without a Betrayer. Uh... Yeah, but yeah you, can just play it, you can just play it without the betrayer card. It's 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 a challenging game even without the yes the um, betrayer element. But at the same time, where's the fun? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of the, the mechanics for overcoming a challenge is um, you flip over the um, was it the crisis card or the, the the challenge card? Yes. And it presents the group with a challenge with a couple of uh, um, aspects that need to be need to be met um, and everybody's got a handful of these cards all these different attributes um, and everybody can um, contribute a number of these cards that match the symbols but they have to contribute them face down yes and then they're all shuffled together so nobody knows so, what they've yeah who's put what yeah. in so and the, you can the betrayer can actually put in cards that don't match that symbol and they count as a negative towards the score um, that you're trying to beat. That's very clever, very yeah. sneaky. Yeah, so um, if there's no betrayer element, then that whole that whole system becomes pointless, and you might as well just um, contribute your cards face up. Yeah. Um, and just try to get over the over the, the target score. Yeah, correct. You can work together openly. 
Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm um, speaking of betrayers. There's a number of games that you've got, uh, I think, or that we've played. Um, betrayal. Yeah, betrayal at House on the Hill. The Hill. Uh, and betrayal at Baldur's Gate. It's a D and D themed one, yeah. I think, as well. Any other betrayal that in that theme uh, that you're aware of? You got the legacy version of betrayal. Okay. Um, oh goodness me! Yeah, there's quite a few games out there that have that same betrayal element. And what I love about that type of game is you never know, regardless of how many times you play the game, it's the the actual betrayal that happens is based on the way that the cards come out, the players interact with the board. Um, you yeah. literally look up a particular chapter yeah. and that gives you the scenario of you found the raven feather in the attic upstairs or down in the boiler room or that sort of thing. Yeah, so you, you cross-reference what room the haunt started in and what... Um, what card was used to trigger the horn? Yeah, you cross-reference the the item with the with the room, and that gives you the scenario. Yes. Um, that you, yeah, and that tells you who the betrayer is, and what the betrayer needs to do to win. Yep. And, and what, what the, the everybody else has to do. To do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, which is really cool. Every time it's different. <gasps> Have you got Oreos? Oh, yum! Thanks, Dad. What do you say? Thank you, Daddy. Good job. And then, what else we got? We've given Terra Mystica. We sort of came back to Terra Mystica again, didn't we? Yes. And that was the last time we played. Oh, got it. I I won. I reckon just by one. Yes. It's um. That's another great game. I feel because you've got that many different factions. That you can play. Yeah, there's a lot, and, of, a lot of factions. And each faction functions in a completely different way. You might find that you're playing to build cities, whereas your opponent might be trying to just get the longest line of connected. Or you might be tunneling under different landscapes or just trying to, to, advance, to join. Yeah, to advance on the cult track. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. There's lots yeah. of different ways you can um, score points, and it's it's quite unclear who the winner is until you start telling up the points at the end yeah, of the game. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's really good. Yes. Um, there's no betrayer element in that, um, unfortunately. Um, still an awesome game. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, with the um, betrayal games um battlestar galactica is another good one um Battle, battlestar galactica is very much like unfathomable um okay it plays the same um same same sort of mechanics have we played um, that one before i don't no, think we have no I've, I've played it with um because johnny stanton um, yes has it, and he, he brought yeah, it yeah. over one day um and i think unfathomable is actually based off um, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. It's ah. just sort of the same game, but okay. reskinned, reskinned. Yeah, cool. So Battlestar okay. Galactica obviously is for that the science fiction. Yes. franchise um, is an awesome series. Whereas Unfathomable yeah. is for the horror fans, the Cthulhu yeah. fans. Yeah. So Lovecraft fans. Um, 
unfathomable is who who's working for the deep ones. Yes. But in Battlestar Galactica is who is a Cylon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you know you can um, um, put your pieces anywhere on the ship. Yep. To um, activate that sh- that part of the ship's ability, that room's ability, um, and overcome challenges, and the group um, commits resources secretly yes. to overcome that challenge. But if you're a Cylon, then, then you then feed you, in. You, you sabotage. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But if you do it too obviously, then they catch on to you. you yep. Know? So, yeah, no, very very clever game. Another clever game that we've played that I don't like is Spectre Ops. Love Spectre Ops. That's that's it's just a basic hide and seek game. Yes. Um, Where you've got the uh, the the spies or the secret agents that all have special abilities, yeah. Yeah. but then there's the betrayer. There's another. Yeah. There's the element of betrayal there. Yeah. Well, so um, it's basically one player against everybody else, and the um, the, the that one player um, doesn't have their piece on the board. Instead, behind a screen, they've got a map of the board and they're plotting where they are Yes. Um, on, on the board and everybody else is trying to basically play hide and seek with them. And But then when you end up line of sight if you get on the spotted, board... Yeah, you've got to put your miniature with, on the board. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. And then um, try, to, try to get away. Yep. Um, there's another one that's similar to that is Fury of Dracula, which is not in print anymore, I don't think. Unfortunately, it's a game that's high up on my on my wish list okay and that's just basically the same sort of thing um you're hunting dracula yeah basically you're hunting dracula and i think from what i remember i think dracula's on the board but all the other players aren't mm. and they're hiding from and hunting um hunting dracula so like a okay roll to, yeah cool um, Spectre Ops. Okay. So, How long ago was that game? Like, did that game a, come out? It's, it's an old game. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, we, we can look it up. The wonders of Google, hey? Yes, indeed. What would we do without it? Well, I think Google is going to be taken over by um, AI chatbots pretty soon. Okay. Well, they're already writing university reports and creating. He'll uh, be out of a job soon. Yeah, yeah. They're writing novels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a, a, a frightening thought. <laughs> that is a frightening thought. That um, they reckon you get enough monkeys with enough typewriters and you can write a bestseller. Mm. Well, somebody's now programming the... Uh, programming the monkeys. Monkeys. Yes, yep. right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what were we looking at? Um, Dracula. Oh, the, sorry, Fury of Dracula. Yes. Fury of Dracula, fifth edition. Ah, so okay. I've undergone quite a, a number of editions. $211 on uh, Toy Central AU. Okay, so it's still out there available. Yeah, $187 at Big Mart. That's, that's in America. Ugh. Yeah, it looks like it's been out of print for a little while. Hey! That's why it's so expensive online. Door punch! Yeah, but, yeah, we'd like to get that game one day. Yes, that would be cool. Definitely. But it's not in the, Door. like, the normal stores yeah. anymore, is it? You have to get it online. I think so, yeah. Remind me about Alchemist. Or Alchemists. Oh, Alchemist is a genius, genius game. 
you need the app to down, you download the app. Oh, that's right. And um, there are eight different ingredients like um, uh, crow's feet. Um, I, I have news. I, I, I've used I've, I've some of them, but yeah, those yeah, sort of, but, sort of yeah, ingredients. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, the game, every time you start a new game, the game assigns each of these ingredients with a different effect like an, an, an element or yes. a, a molecule yeah, yeah. essentially it's a molecule yep um, and you got green blue big small and these molecules are, are arranged in, in a certain way there's, so there's eight different molecules eight different ingredients um, the only way to work out um, which the idea is you have to work out which molecules um, are, have been assigned to these ingredients and the only way to do that is to, to get two ingredients Put them up on your little stand. Use the app to scan them, mm. and it'll come up with a potion. Okay. It'll be like a, a potion of speed, or a potion of strength, or a healing potion. Yep. Or it could be a potion of poison, or a, a slow potion. Yes. Um, and that sort of thing. And so, depending on the type of potion you get, um, you can actually use deduction to work out. Um, so if I've got a, if I use these two ingredients and it makes a potion of strength. Then I know that it's not any of these other molecules. Okay. And so it's it's got to be these four these four molecules. Yes. And so yep. I can use other ingredients to make another potion, and then slowly deduct deduct and work out. Which that's would, yeah. That's another game you're good at. Um, surprisingly, um, I've been beaten at every game. Except when you play yeah. me. Because, uh, except when I play yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, when I play other people. Um, I I actually love the game so much, but I am actually quite terrible at it. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, that makes um, me feel real good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I don't know. I just I I understand the concept of the game. Yeah. But for some reason, every time I think, oh yes, I've worked something out, yeah. then I go to do that later in the game. Yeah. And then it has a completely different effect. And same with Cluedo. I'll muck and, up Cluedo sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, how how the hell did I muck that up? Yeah. So no, there's there we've got lots of favourites, lots, lots that, uh, mm. yeah, we have a, a lot of fun, a lot of lot of silly fun, uh, with every time that we catch up. And it just goes to prove you don't have to be good at something to enjoy it. No, true, that is very true. It's like <laughs> let's give this a go. Um, Cosmic Encounters, have I played that one? Um, don't know. Yeah, three three to five players. Yeah. Um, and that's not the one where you sacrifice ships. And... Yeah, you got these little little stacks of uh, ships, little flying saucers, oh. little, little plastic flying saucers that you stack up. Yeah, um, I reckon. And yeah. you you play yeah. a different race, so, and you've got different abilities. Different abilities and... Yeah. So yeah. Every, every okay. round. Yes. Every every round, like when it's your turn, you basically, um, I think it's essentially a spin the bottle sort of affair where who goes first. Um, when it when it's your turn the player that you are going to attack this round is random. Ah, so, okay. And so if it, oh. if it lands on you, okay, I'm attacking you. All right. These are the ships that I put forward. Yeah. And then you put forward your ships. Yeah. And then I think you go around the table and ask, can, can you help me? Can you help me? And then yeah. people, people can um, contribute ships to your side. And then people can contribute ships to my side. side. Yeah, yeah. And then you and I put down a card each face down from our hand. And whoever's got the highest plus the number of ships on our side... 
wins um, that win, battle. Wins that battle. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and if you're an, the attacker, then you get something if you win. Yeah. And if you're the defender, you get something else. Yeah. I think certain, if you win. Certain races um, have these awesome abilities where um, if you if you lose, you get to keep your ships. Yes. Um, or if you um, uh, if you lose, um, then your allies' ships get something as well. Or yeah. Or there's compensation. Yes. It depends on the 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 alien race that you get to play but yeah and there are cards that make you swap races with people and there are cards that uh, oh yeah swap hands swap hands with people yes um, but I, yeah I'm pretty sure there's one or whether it's a race ability where you can actually swap your race with oh, okay. somebody else's race or something yeah I can't remember but yeah yeah no fascinating game yeah, as well yeah. Okay. yeah yeah no you you have a real knack for uh, for finding very interesting games, indeed. And uh, games that do, at times, influence my, uh, my writing, my stories, um, and quite successfully, too, I'm, uh, I'm very happy to yeah, say. Yeah, I do, I, do, I do love reading um, those stories. Um, the, the games brought to life um, from a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you very much. That's a, a great compliment. Indeed. Um, you've also got a whole bunch of D&D resources, haven't you? You, you literally started from the very beginning. Uh, not quite. Um, I started in oh, the well, second edition. Okay. I mean, you weren't born oh, uh, when, when the first edition came know, out. I wasn't born when the first edition came out. No, neither was I. <laughs> <laughs> um, although, I was young enough. I was old enough back in the day to have picked up second, uh, picked up first edition. I could have started. We could have started playing, or I could have started playing in in first edition, like first edition, like Gary Gygax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Gygax, um, the man himself. The man himself. The, yeah. The, the the rules that he wrote with his um, compatriots. Um, but I didn't actually come into D and D until many years after in like high school. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's when the yeah, second edition had come out. I can early high school. Early high school, yeah. And I reckon we didn't catch up until we both repeated year 12. Yeah, till the very last I reckon. Year 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To repeat year 12. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as we, uh, the, the extra subjects or the subjects that we picked up um, weren't a full year, of course. So we had plenty of study time to create characters and for you to teach me the rules and that sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, which was good. It's, uh, it's funny how people meet and how relationships establish and that sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I'm loving going back over, speaking of stories, I'm loving going back over um, character background stories. So uh, I would create a character for, uh, for a once-off adventure or for a campaign or that sort of thing, and then I'd bombard you, you poor man, with... Uh, numerous stories of oh, this is my character's background or this is what happens to them when um, we're, uh, we're sort of stopped for the night uh, they will go off on this, uh, this little solo side adventure and you're like but that has nothing to do with the adventure and it's like no 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 look, trust me <laughs> it's all, uh, all pen and ink um, yeah good fun so uh, year 13 uh, and the years that followed after that. 
yeah. a lot of uh, late nights, early mornings uh, where I wouldn't let you sleep. Ben, Ben, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, that, that's been good fun. Um, but yes, there uh, are interesting things that are happening with Dungeons and Dragons at the moment, unfortunately. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the open game license debacle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, hopefully they can sort that out. Hopefully. Hopefully the, uh, the fans um, get what they want. Yep. Um, yeah. Win out. Corporate greed is threatening to destroy the spirit of the game once is it- again. Magic the Gatherings, owned by the same yeah. company. Yeah, that's right. Is something similar happening? Um, well, I've I stopped playing. I've still got all my cards, but I stopped playing Magic a number of years ago. Uh, I still keep in touch with um, Damien, um, who is still um, playing Magic with, yep. with Adam and Travis. Adam and Travis, and that. Yep. And he's recently told me that um, something similar is going on. Yeah. With, wow. Um, it's Hasbro. Hasbro is yeah, the. Yeah. Is the Giant corporate game company that is, and the, um, it used to be like you'd associate Hasbro with family gaming, like all the traditional mm, board games, and maybe once upon a time, yeah, yeah, the yep. um, the good, good innocent. Um, now it's all about the money. Now it's all about the money. Yep. Unfortunately, so what haven't we? There's a few Cthulhu ones up there that I can see. Eldritch Hollow, Mansions of Madness. Yeah, there's... I can see a bit of a theme happening. There's a... I do like my Cthulhu games. Yes. There's a a bit of a horror element. Um, London Dread. London Dread, actually, that's like a Ripper, Jack the Ripper style. Yeah, yeah. Um, Victorian London. Are they two different companies? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, so London Dread uh, was published by Grey Fox. Yes. And most of the Cthulhu games are published by um, Flying Fantasy. Okay, yeah, yeah, alright. But I get like a similar sort of vibe. I guess it's the um, like Mansions of Madness in particular has that great uh, app with the background music and the, the narration and that sort of thing. Yes. And I get that similar feel, I suppose, whenever we play yeah, London, London Dread. Dread's another... As um, well. A, an app-driven game, um, or an app-narrated game. Yes. Um, but the, the great thing about London Dread is the manic nature of it. Yeah, the, the timer. Fact, yes. Yeah. The uh, the old Big Ben uh, ticking away and then uh, and then chiming when uh, when the round's over and you you've got everything set up ready to go yeah. and then you sort of have to play it out as it lies. Yeah, you get about maybe a third of the way through the round and realise that one of the steps was wrong. Yeah, yeah. And you have to keep following through because that's what you planned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's no no can't we go back no uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are taking the wrong turn somewhere. That's it. That's it. Um, it's it's a little bit similar to Robo Rally in that you're essentially programming your character's moves for the round. Yes. Using, yeah, yeah. Using the clock. Yeah. At this, at you know, at, at twelve o'clock, I'm going to go north, and um, one o'clock, um, I'm going to go to the east, um, and you basically plan. You go all the way around the clock, planning which direction you're going to go, 
um, which region you're going to uh, explore, which NPCs you're yep. going to um, explore. So yeah, you're going to north, and then at one o'clock I'm going to investigate um, um, spot number one, and then I'm going to at two o'clock I'm going to investigate spot number three, and then at four o'clock I'm going to go south, yep. and then you know four o'clock I'm going to investigate. Uh, slot number five. Yep. Um, yeah. All too often, you've had you know somebody invest. If you don't communicate properly, you can you can you can come to a place and investigate something that's already been investigated. Yes. And it's a complete waste of time. And, yep. and trust me, um, action economy is extremely important in that game. So. Oh, very, very. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you've got your dice rolls, where they seem to be like nigh on impossible. I think there's like one out of six or two out of six possible chance of it coming up in your favour. Yeah, you need to you need to accumulate as many dice as you can. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's uh, another very cool one that we've played uh, many, many times and not always defeated. Mm. But I think... I think Maria, Maria likes that game too, so... Oh, does she? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We might be able to give that a go today. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And then I wonder what sort of story that'll influence. <laughs> Ooh. But no, pandemic. Pandemic's definitely a favourite. Yes, Pandemic's her favourite. That's uh, any any game collected worth their salt should have that in their collection. Yes, it is, it is and it's a great gateway game as well. Oh, uh, for it's, sure. It's just uh, it's um, so elegant in its simplicity. And you learn a lot about the world as well. In yeah, that yeah, it's, you, it's good for geography. Yeah, yeah, you sort of you find out what uh, continent certain cities are on and what part, like what country they belong to and that sort of thing. Mm. And where you thought, oh, I thought it was in Africa. And it, no, 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 it's actually part of Asia. Mm. You know, oh, ah. Uh. <laughs> How silly do I feel? But no, it's good. It's a, uh, a great learning game, also a great cooperative game. So many different expansions. Um, and they have, a, they have a legacy version as well. I think they've got like three or four yes. seasons of legacy now. Yeah, okay. Which... Uh, I'll get into one day. That's the um, the game that's permanent, isn't it? Has permanent. So yes. you you play and then it tells you to tear up cards and or add add stickers from the book to the characters, um, and that will change the way that player that character plays. Yes. Every time you play the game from that. Yeah. Board and, wow. Um, it'll change the board, change the rules. Oh, with so Arkham Horror. So last night. Your character, in the scenario, your character, Daisy, died. Defeated. Defeated. Yeah. Sorry, didn't die, defeated. Yeah. She's, uh, so she's out for the rest of that scenario. Yeah. She uh, was defeated through loss of, um, loss of, like, injury. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't horror trauma. It yes. It was physical trauma. Yes. So now she's got one point of physical trauma. Yeah. For the, at the start of the next scenario. So that means, so her, like, total... Life points are. I don't know. Five. It's been so long since we played that. Um, Does that I'll mean that to, she starts with four? I'll have to look up. I'll have to look up how, how the trauma works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. The, the, so the the trauma will affect her character uh, next time we play. Yes. Yeah. 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 So but we had a good round last night. Uh, a lot of experience. We didn't quite achieve the goal that we needed to achieve. We completed the scenario, but, but we didn't. Um, win. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I like. Yeah. So in in Arkham Horror, it has a campaign module, um, 
and you don't necessarily have to win to complete the scenario. Um, you carry on, carry on to the next episode. Yes. In whatever condition. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, you can previous... keep the house, but you lose the ally. Yeah, or, yeah. Or yeah. you can burn the house down and keep the ally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's entirely um, up to you. And in, in this scenario, we, um, uh, I think two of the cultists got away. Yes. Um, but we managed to find five of them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Um, we'll see how we go. Yes. Yeah. That's it. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's always interesting. Um, and where are we up to with Mansions of Madness? We've achieved a number of different scenarios there, finally. Like, there have been a few that have been a challenge for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. But we've got through them finally. But I think we might be up to the pay-to-play. Yeah, I might have to buy some expansions for that to, for us to continue the new, new content. We'll see what else. I think there's, there's some that you can, with an extra game, like more pieces. Yeah, you just you just pay online and it unlocks the other scenarios. Yeah. yeah okay. It's, it's a bit of a you know microtransaction kind of kind of deal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. But you know that's that's the price you pay for. Got to grease the palm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately. Well, I'm. I suppose there's a whole bunch more board games that we can sort of chat about. Is we might have to have like a uh, an episode three of uh, catching up over a coffee and uh, and chatting, but I think if we don't finish the podcast off now, we may not get a chance to actually get into a, a board game, mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm very very keen to do. Cool. So, uh, thank you very much for your time, Ben, for uh, chatting to me once again about one of the many things that you love. Thank you for having me. Ah, it's been an absolute pleasure. So, don't forget, review the magazine. January's magazine is out now. Um, Please, please, please check out my three pieces. Uh, I would love it if you uh, left me a few comments and and gave me a few stars. And I'm sure that I'm saying exactly the same thing as every other author, poet and artist that has submitted to uh, World of Myth uh, magazine is also saying. So, echoing their comments... Um, channeling everyone uh, keep producing keep sending uh, I'm sure that Steph has plenty of time to, uh, to check out and edit and, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and thank you again to the World of Myth the Dark Myth publishing team for um, giving international authors, poets and artists everywhere a platform where we can share